This is Viterbi Voices, your chance to hear stories about research, classes, student life, and more. Directly from our students, faculty, and other members of our engineering community. All right here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. God, I love that new music. Welcome back into Viterbi Voices. This is episode... 121. 121. Thank you so much for joining us. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Paula Desma, Director of Undergraduate Admission here at the USC Viterbi School of Engineering. And my name is Audrey Roberts. I'm a junior studying mechanical engineering here at USC. So with episode 121, uh, what is our topic today? Yeah, this is a really fun episode. I talked to Camila, who is one of our seniors studying civil engineering with an emphasis in building science. Mm-hmm. And we talked about her summer. So she was in New York City working for Arup, um, doing environmental consulting and sustainability consulting. Cool. Um, it was super cool just to hear about building science, too. It's an incredible major. Um they're doing a lot of really awesome stuff. That's awesome. So uh, new for season five, what we're going to do is we're not going to make really long intros like we used to have before, <laughs> and we used to have big discussions to catch up. Uh, we're just going to cut straight into the episode, but stick around toward the end of this conversation where Audrey and I will catch up with each other, find out what's going on, and also give you some relevant updates related to admission, the university, what's happening this week at USC. So enjoy the episode. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome, Camila. Um, today we are with one of our seniors. Um, can you introduce yourself? Oh my God, I can't believe it's senior year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm Camila. I'm a senior studying civil engineering with an emphasis in building science. I'm originally from Columbia, but I grew up in Miami, Florida. And I guess that's a little bit about me. Yeah, that's great. Well, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here today because... I'm obsessed with your major, and um, this <laughs> I am too. It's <laughs> so cool. Um, so maybe first, can you talk a little bit about what civil engineering is at USC, and then kind of how you're emphasizing in building science and what that means? Yeah, great. So civil engineering at USC is definitely a smaller major, and it has kind of a smaller major feel. So all of our classes are around 30 people, like the graduating class is around 30 people. And that really allows us to have really cool relationships with each other. Like, we're all very close together. We'll study together. We'll have different activities together. And just, like, because we're so close-knit and, like, get to know each other very well in classes. Um, but basically, there's a general civil engineering education, which you can just do a general civil engineering track. Um, where you have all of your foundational design classes like concrete design, steel design, um, introduction to structural engineering. Uh, You'll learn timber design and just how different structural systems within a building come together, the different codes that you have to follow, and different kind of best practices because you can just follow a code and design a building that's like meeting all these code requirements, but that's not always the best practice. So you'll have design classes based around that where you learn different softwares too, like structural analysis softwares. You learn um, architectural design softwares like Revit. Um, 
And yeah, I think that that's kind of a base. And of course, you have like your general statics, dynamics, fluid mechanics. Um, you have to take general physics classes. It seems like that was so far away ago because it's senior <laughs> year. So now all of my classes are a little more um, specific and it's more of those design classes versus like the basic physics, chemistry, um, math, differential equations. Like you have all of that at the beginning. And yeah. it for I like forget about that sometimes because like it was it feels like it was so long ago, but really it was only three years ago. <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy. And then, yeah. And then within civil engineering, there's, I think there's five different emphasis that you can take. Um, mine specifically is building science. So it's really cool because it's combined with the architecture school. So I would say around a third of your classes are in the architecture school. Awesome. You have one studio every semester starting your sophomore year. And you have some architecture history classes as well. So it's really cool because it kind of balances out the very code-driven, math-driven, civil engineering, structural analysis work with more design-oriented, thinking about um, sequencing through a building, how an occupant will walk through it, what it feels like to actually design for kind of more human-centered design versus like building performance design, if that right, makes sense. Right. That's so cool. Oh, my goodness. And what a good opportunity to be a part of the USC Architecture School as well because they have a five-year program, which is kind of unique. Yeah. So, And it's pretty cool because I actually have a lot of friends that are also in their architecture school, so we collaborate with them a lot sometimes. Um, and sometimes I'll just, like, pop into their studio as well, and they might have a question of, how do I, like, make my model stand up and you as, like, a civil engineering major, like, can help them figure that out, right, right. which is, like, so silly because, like, it really does imitate real life. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I, like, really enjoy the major. There's only seven people in my studio, for, okay. and it's all civil engineers. So you have a specific building science studio. Okay. Um, and you'll be with those people throughout those three years, like, right. six semesters of studio classes. Okay. Amazing. And then, so this summer you were in New York, right? Working yes. at Arab. Do you want to talk a little bit about yeah. that? So I was in New York City. Um, I was working for Arab. It's a multidisciplinary engineering and consulting firm. So they do anything that you could think of in the built environment. They mm -hmm. do like rail, um, any sort of building design, um, any sort of like city planning is also a big part of what they do. Um, so the cool thing and what drew me to Arab in the first place is that they have a really strong philosophy of only taking on projects that are environmentally and socially responsible. Okay. So they don't do any like commercial buildings like a mall or like a big casino or anything like that. It'll all be like museums or like low income housing or a building that'll become like an icon for the city. Um, so it's all of the projects are super interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, and have some sort of basis behind kind of the meaning behind them, not just profit driven, but also like they're going to make a cultural center for the city or they're going to create spaces where people's lives are enhanced mm -hmm. versus just like somewhere that they can spend money. Right, right. Which is so important, especially in a city like L.A., where there's so many people and 
having a really cool space like the yeah, Broad or something Yeah, exactly. Like that. So the, the Broad actually, Arab was an engineer behind it. <laughs> um, I think they did primarily the lighting design. It's so, so good. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing about the lighting in the Broad um, that Arab engineers kind of emphasized and were like focused on designing for. Um, since the Broad is an art museum, you can't have direct natural light hitting the art pieces. So they had to design, if you look at kind of the ceiling while yeah. you're walking through the space, you get a lot of natural light into the building, but it's not direct natural light. So the like openings and the windows and the um, skylights to the that open up and bring in natural light are slanted in a way that the natural light reflects off of a white surface before it enters the building. So everything is like very calculated and meticulous and like designed in a way that really helps the building perform in the way that it's supposed yeah. to. But I wasn't doing lighting design, so specifically. Hey, y'all, sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know that we have a number of campus visit programs available to you right now. If you want to check out what campus is like, if you want to learn more about the Viterbi School of Engineering, go to viterbi.link slash visit. That's V-I-T-E-R-B-I dot link slash visit where you can learn about our Viterbi visit experiences that happen on most Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We have some virtual events that happen on occasional weekdays and occasional Saturdays. Plus, we have some transfer virtual admission sessions where you can learn all about how to get those courses ready for transferring. We want to meet you. We will have lots of opportunities to do it and it's happening all summer long but get your registration in now at viterbi.link slash visit hope to see you soon would yeah. a civil engineer be doing lighting design like is that they they can okay just some um it's interesting because the I feel like the teams there are very interdisciplinary within themselves. So, like, okay. within lighting design, you'll have someone that studied mechanical engineering. You'll have somebody that studied uh, architecture. You'll have somebody that, like, was an electrical engineer. So, like, even within, of course, like, when you're working on a project, there's, like, different teams within Arab will be working on the same project. But even within each specific team, like lighting, for example, it's very interdisciplinary. Okay. Cool. Like, people come from all these different backgrounds. And that was the case on my team as well. So I was on the sustainability consulting team, and we had people that had architecture backgrounds. We had a mechanical engineer, um, people with masters in sustainable development, people with masters in wastewater management. So it was very diverse backgrounds yeah. that all come together because you don't really study sustainability as a career. You know, like there isn't like a sustainability. I guess there's sustainability science classes, mm -hmm. and there's like similar majors but I think it's so embedded in everything that we do and everything that we learn in all of these different majors that people come from so many different backgrounds yeah. and work in it but it was really cool because it wasn't really things that I had seen so much in my classes because it's very more structural focused I would say in my classes um, this was a lot of like energy analysis climate analysis thinking about the future of climate change and how can we better choose the systems that go into the buildings that can adapt and that can like provide the occupant comfort that we need for the current climate and also future climate. Cool. So what's an example of like some sort of system that Yeah. So for example, when you're looking at a building 
there's so many ways that you can provide heat and cooling um, depending on where you are and what resources you have around you. So doing different feasibility analysis for the building of like, okay, do we use ground source heat pumps as our form of heat? Do you use solar energy as our form of heat? If like these things aren't sufficient, what's the cleanest way that we can get energy to meet the demand of the building? Um, but that starts obviously first with like trying to reduce the amount of mechanical equipment that you need to provide that. Mm -hmm. So how can we better design the facades of the building? How can we better orient them? How can we like change the massing so that you have the largest amount of like natural ventilation and passive design and like passive heating and cooling without using energy okay. or without using supplemental energy that you get from all these different systems. So um, it starts there. It starts yeah. like what I love about it is that it starts with like the relationship between the interior environment and the exterior environment and that starts with like the building itself and right. like the materials that you choose for it and the like even the colors that you paint the building outside yeah. um, and how reflective it is and how much light you're letting in and the U value of the windows and there's so many little factors that you can change how much insulation you add to the building that can help the performance in a like a more physical way or more like um, passive way than it is for like adding more HVAC or more like right. mechanical systems that will like use all this electricity or energy to reduce like or right, right. That's so cool because it's like fundamentally built into the design from the beginning, not some like afterthought of then. Yeah. Like, oh, what can we do to ventilate this better? Or yeah, and I mean the work varies. So like that was an example of what you would do for mm -hmm. early stage design. Like if you as a consultant were brought in to like consult early stage design, like yeah, okay, massing and orientation are something that you can talk about. But if you're brought in to like something that's already being built, then it's more like okay. With what we have now and the massing and the orientation and the different room types and, like, the different requirements for heating and cooling for the different rooms, what kind of systems can we use that are the most efficient? I see. Um, so it really depends what part of the project you're brought in yeah, at. Yeah. Um, and then there's also work that's more master planning oriented. Um, so, for example, I had a project that I helped work on this summer that was for university campus, um, helping them, like, doing different workshops to help them determine their goal for 2050 for, like, should they be carbon neutral or should they be, like, reduce their carbon emissions by 80% by 2050 or what is a goal that they can actually achieve to reduce their carbon emissions and what does that path look like for that university? Right, right. So that was more like bigger picture master planning for like a larger campus instead of like an individual building's energy systems. Okay. That's which awesome. was also really interesting. Um, and I think that it just goes to show like that you can look at things at such different scales as well. And it's kind of hard to define sustainability. Like, I feel like for each project, we had to kind of redefine what it meant in the context of that project, right. if that makes sense. But I think that's that's really cool, though, because, it, like, obviously becoming more sustainable in the future doesn't mean, like, there's this one solution for everyone. Like, it needs to fit the needs of exactly. whatever group. 
to actually realistically make some change. Exactly. So, do you think you'd want to... So, obviously, Arup does so many different things. Do you want to go into sustainability there? Or, or just in your career in general? Do you know? So, it's definitely something that I would love. Um, I think... When I think about the future of sustainability, at least my idealistic goal or, like, what I would want to see is that it's not its own, like, specific I see. category, but rather it's integrated into everything, um, just as, like, code requirement is mm-hmm. integrated into every kind of design, like, it's specified more. When it, and that does exist with, like, ASHRAE standards, um, and a lot of people, like, kind of prescribe to that, um, having sort of energy standards that a building has to perform by um but you do need like the help of sustainability consultants to like be the most up-to-date with those standards know what technologies exist like know what would work best for different kind of projects but i think that it is something that has to be just like integrated as a standard for every kind of project especially because climate change is something that's happening and if we're we're not going to stop building things you know mm-hmm. like that's an unrealistic thing to do but if you're contributing and adding more to the built environment you're obviously also affecting the natural environment so helping to like kind of put forth the best sustainability practices right. in all of these new constructions and like how can we renovate all of these old buildings that have really bad performance um i think it's something that's critical when we yeah. think about like the future of cities that's awesome. That's so cool. Um, I don't think that answered, like, my career goals. That's okay. <laughs> but, because that's yeah. something that I'm figuring out for myself, yeah, too. Yeah, and, like, I don't know where in that narrative, like, my job fits or, like, my career path fits. But that's kind of the reason why I studied civil engineering in the first place. Because I think that the built environment is such a powerful tool mm-hmm. for environmental change, social change, social equity. Yeah. Um, it's, like, where we live, where we work, where we play, like, where human interaction happens, and, like, how you design it really does impact, I think, society as a whole. I'm a big believer in that, too. It's (laughs) really cool to hear about it. And then, so, how was it this summer coming from, sort of, an education that's more, like, structural engineering-based, et cetera, like, you're kind of talking about your classes are really rooted in that, to sort of branching out and being flexible with, like, different sustainability solution yeah so i think that that really comes from the building science emphasis okay because in a studio class is very different from a typical lecture classroom um you have your own personal project and you can take it in a lot of different directions and then throughout class you're like working on your project you're doing your own research and you have the professor there to guide you and like you're like "Hmm, i'm really interested in like using old buildings and adapting them in a new way and like of course you're not the first person that has ever like thought of this concept and there's actual like a lot of studies about it there's like a lot of projects you can look at and the professor's kind of there to guide you to those okay yeah this is called adaptive reuse like that's the term for this concept that you really want to like look at these adaptive reuse concepts look at these like architects that use like recycled materials and through that, I think I kind of leaned towards sustainability, and that was kind of a personal goal that I had in 
my project development for my studio class. So I think I learned a lot of like mechanical systems and like thinking about energy and thinking about like recycled materials and thinking about circular economy through the context of like my own interest in that and having the space to explore it for a class. Okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of cool in those classes. You can sort of, there's a baseline, but then you can modify it to sort of your interest. Yeah, and I think that depends on the professor. Okay. Luckily, we had a professor that loved to allow us to explore our personal interests for the built environment. So there's another girl that loves construction, and (laughs) she, like, her whole basis of her project was like how can I optimize construction to like have the least amount of construction time okay so like how can I like module modularize the design a little more so I can like prefabricate it and just bring it on site and build it in the quickest time possible that wasn't something that I focused on in my project for example but you could take it in different ways because the prompt is very broad and like basically all he said was build a school and you had to pick the site you had to pick like your kind of thesis behind the whole project and it's interesting because there you see people go in different directions so like whether it's constructability whether it's sustainability whether it's just like learning different architectural concepts like or learning different software somebody was really into parametric design so cool Um, oh my gosh so his whole project was like okay, I can make this really simple, but I really want to learn all these grasshopper plugins to, like, learn parametric design, yeah. even if it's, like, at a base, like, a basic level. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That's just, like, for me, it's such a valuable class <laughs> because you learn so many things about what other people are interested in as well. Um, and I think you kind of, like, find things that you're passionate about within civil engineering right right so for me it led me to sustainability <laughs> this was like a really long answer no, no it's to that perfect. question it's perfect so kind of on that note obviously Camila is doing really cool things at Arab and in her classes um Camila what would you say like for prospective students who maybe aren't really sure what their major what what they want to study but they're interested yeah. in engineering like what sort of student should look into civil engineering and building science definitely um So I think any student that's interested in learning how things come together at a larger scale, like I think mechanical engineering and civil engineering have a lot of similar foundational, like physics, statics, mechanics. um, Both take all of those classes. classes. And I think they, they like overlap in a lot of ways. But if you're interested more in like, I don't know, I guess, like, a lot of people that take civil like to be able to see their projects in use and, like, be able to point at a building and be like, I helped create that. Or, like, I don't know, I guess if you're interested in shaping, like, the future of cities or if you're interested in how people, where people move and how they move and how people live and, like, the places that they live in and the kind of, like, effects that this built environment has on like the human experience yeah yeah i think civil engineering is great if you're interested in physics if you're interested in working with like natural forces and how to design around those like earthquakes or like even rising sea levels or 
problems that you see with the natural world also like will affect the built environment so if you're interested in like geology yeah i think civil engineering is really interesting too because you're building on different soil types you're building on with different natural forces depending where you are in the world um i want to be a civil engineer (laughs) (laughs) um if you're interested in construction i think it's a very social Mm -hmm. career path as well like you're working with different kinds of people different grade levels um you know like even from the welder to like the developer that's bringing in all the money like you work with people from all walks of life I think that's really interesting um and you should be interested in civil engineering also if like that's something that you value um and if you're just interested in how, like, things come together and, yeah. like, the nuts and bolts of everything, like, that's also a part of, right. <laughs> of civil engineering. Um, I don't know. I think it's also, like, a very... People don't realize how many different career paths come out of it. Um, there's the whole energy sector that needs infrastructure that's a civil engineer there's the, like, transportation systems, how everyone navigates their city. That's, like, a civil engineer that can do that. Um, the structural engineer, making sure that everything that we live in is safe to live in and will stand up against all these natural forces. Like, I think there's so many cool things about yeah. civil engineering. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being here and talking about your major. It's so cool. I wish I knew about building science um, when I applied. It's It sounds really incredible, and it's been Really cool to watch your experience over the past couple of years. That was a cool episode, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was fun talking to Camila. Um, I think the passion is super evident among Mm -hmm. a lot of students at Viterbi, but especially with her, she loves building science so much and is really, I think, open-minded about the Mm -hmm. application of it as well. Mm -hmm. Like, she's really passionate. In this episode, we talked about um, sort of how ideally you wouldn't necessarily have a sustainability engineer or something like that. Like every engineer would be thinking about that. Mm. So it was interesting to sort of speak about it in that way as well. I think it's, you know, what's interesting is I I hope more people listen to this episode specifically related to to civil engineering, because I think it often gets overlooked from like a high school perspective as something that somebody wants to do. I think a lot of people refer to inaccurately refer to civil engineering as old technology and, and something that we don't need, whether that's building science or sustainability or construction management or water resources, all of our different programs in the areas. It's one of the most needed elements for society, this idea of infrastructure and rebuilding our infrastructure and doing it in smart ways that's collaborative with other types of engineering disciplines. Um, You know, when people talk about a smart grid and they think about electrical engineering and power resources, that involves civil engineers. We have to be able to get that word out and let people know that civil engineering is incredibly important. Hey everyone, this is Paul. Sorry for the interruption, but I wanted to let you know about a new feature we just unlocked. It's about sending us questions or comments via text. If you go to your podcast player, check the show notes. There's a link there that says, send us a question or comment. It may be on our next episode. So go in there, send us a little quick text message. Let us know what your questions are. Let us know what your comments are. We'd love to hear from you. So we can't wait to see it. Now back to the episode.
Absolutely. And I think, too, um, we touched on this in the episode, but, like, the built environment is so fundamental to the way we interact. Mm -hmm. It facilitates everything. I believe I'm a big believer in the power of, you know, what that means for us. And I think for building science in particular, you know, I wish I would have heard this podcast as a high school senior because it's such a cool major because you get to take architecture studio classes. And I think it really powerfully powerfully combines some of the sort of technical aspects of engineering that everyone who wants to study engineering is drawn to with something that's like genuinely creative and you can genuinely sort of explore. Right. So it's a perfect uh, mix of that design aspect and the technical aspect. Uh, and, And it's an engineering degree. Uh, and different from an architecture degree, architecture degrees here at USC are five-year programs. Yeah. Design focused, more like an art school. Uh, and our engineering degree program in civil engineering and building science is a four-year civil engineering degree with architecture courses built in throughout. So, uh, that is, I think a good transition to, to what we're doing now in, in this like backhand, we have to come up with the name of this. Is this our exit conversation? <laughs> is this our ending? Is this our summary? I don't know. This is the end. What we used to do as an intro. Yeah. It's just talk and catch up and, and also do some updates from around campus but um how are your classes going you're are you two weeks in now yeah this is the end of um our second week of school yeah pretty well it's um i have a pretty heavy course load this semester um <laughs> i wish people could see your face when you said heavy yeah yeah i enjoy pushing myself on that one <laughs> i'm taking an insane number of classes but it's actually been surprisingly um like okay so far um i think the classes i'm taking this year are really challenging but really interesting Mm -hmm. um so it's less sort of problem set focused and um well mecca's in it right yeah i mean we talked about it last week we did a little bit didn't we did we bring it up maybe yeah so for those of you don't know maybe um, it was off the mic maybe there's a there's a course that um, mechanical engineers aerospace engineers astronautical engineers take junior year called mech optronics which is a word of USC's crafting. Mechanics, and, optics, electronics. Exactly, yeah. So um, it's a really cool course because um, it's awesome to learn about the combination between mechanical engineering, optics, and electrical engineering um, because I think often in industry, that's really where you are sitting as a mechanical engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's lab-based, so it's super hands-on, um, but it is kind of notorious um because it's really challenging but it's a lot of work yeah i'm excited though because i like like hands-on sort of classes so i'm excited to have that lab based class but a little a little nervous but that's okay yeah, <laughs> I, I think that most of the nerves and the feeling are about how others talk about it yeah totally and then when you get through it you get through it just fine but you have this cast of like, oh my God, as you go through it. Because granted, it's a lot of work, but it's all, you all will do it. You all will be fine. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of courses are like that. And I think in general, at times, engineering can be like that as well, where a lot of the stress kind of just comes <laughs> from people talking about how stressed out they are. Exactly. Um, which is so annoying. Don't do that. But um, I think there are certain courses that are just genuinely really, really challenging and stressful. And this is one of them. Like Absolutely. It, it's not it's not easy it's not like an idea it's it's actually just really hard <laughs> but that's okay there's some it it'll be good well good good good, good. well i'm glad that uh that's all working out for you uh and i know that classes will get hard and also second week it doesn't get too hard yet but it's it's coming yeah definitely i mean we already had 
assignments due this week. I think um, <laughs> you sort of hear this thing at the end of high school that's like, oh, like still this week or I don't know, just kind of that you have a lot less homework in college, right, right. which has never been true for me. Right. It's always kind of jumping in, but I think a lot of the busyness of the first two weeks is just the excitement of being back on campus and right. seeing your friends and all of that too, which is fun. So but yeah, sometimes I tell our engineering students that it, you don't have less homework. It's no. true. Um, More. And, but other college students do, and it always kind of reflects itself in the, in the beginning couple weeks. Yeah. Because another major, it, it's usually how the class is structured. An engineering class or a technical math science class is basically week by week of problem sets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's learn, problem set, and then evaluate, like measure, right? So you've got your, like, some sort of either weekly exam or more frequent midterm exam. And you do that kind of consistently throughout. And by the end, it's not, sometimes it's not cumulative. Sometimes it is, but even if it is, you've been doing it so regularly, it's like a workout routine. Yeah. That your final is just kind of a, a slightly ramped up workout routine, but you've been prepping for it the whole time. And that's only different than, let's say, an English major. That is, read these books by the end of the semester. And then their exam or their final paper is this like giant snowball effect of giant work that they have to do. And it's slightly different. Now, granted, you will have final projects and classes that are a lot of work, but typically it's like you've been working out up to that point to get it right. So it's a little bit different. And sometimes people at this point are like, why do I have all this work when no one else does? Uh, and it's just, you'll get there. It all, ca- it all catches up. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, um, a cool part of being at USC is also just understanding that, yeah, well, you may have a lot of problem sets and things like that in engineering in our art schools and in our humanities right. schools here too. Like kids are doing incredible work that they're working really hard on too. So it's, I've never really felt like on campus like, oh, I have so much work and no one else does. It's just different. It's a different kind of work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the most exciting parts of being here mm-hmm. is sort of seeing people, seeing <laughs> the grind in multiple areas and, like, seeing the output. I mean, in Kaufman to go, excuse me, to go to one of their final projects or something like that, it's incredible. Right. So, um, yeah, it's cool to just see people who have that drive in this field that they're passionate about, even if it's not engineering. Cool. Um, a couple updates as far as, uh, for those of you that are prospective students and that are looking to possibly apply for the Viterbi School of Engineering, just a reminder, the application is live now. You can go to, uh, either, uh, admission.usc.edu and learn about it or viterbiadmission.usc.edu and learn about our application process. And then we're a common app school. So you can list USC as a school that you're applying to and start working on the application. It is due by December 1st. So December 1st uh, is the scholarship uh, application deadline. There is no scholarship application, but you, you just need to get your application in by December 1st in order to be considered for our competitive merit-based scholarships. Uh, and January 15th is the final deadline. Uh, and that's, um, uh, I, I always recommend, there's no reason not to hit the December 1st deadline. Um, we have a number of events that will be going on uh, starting next weekend. And so uh, starting September 3rd, 14th and 15th. Um, actually, I'm sorry, starting September 13th, we will have staff uh, literally around the world, starting in New Delhi, India. Um, we will have staff there for the admission office and for the Viterbi School to talk about what's happening in admission and help you understand our programs. Uh, we'll also that weekend be in the Bay Area, one program in Santa Clara on Saturday and a program in Oakland on Sunday. 
Also on Sunday, we will be the university will be holding events uh, concurrently in Mumbai, India, and also in Hong Kong. And then we move into the next weeks where we'll be continuing into Beijing, Shanghai, Taipei, uh, and uh, exotic locales such as Phoenix, San Diego, <laughs> and and your hometown, Denver. Ooh. Uh, so th- those are the next two weeks uh, that are coming up here. Uh, me personally, um, I will be uh, in Shanghai and Taipei. So if you are in those areas, I look forward to seeing you in Shanghai on September 19th and in Taipei on September 21st. If you're in the Bay Area, you're going to see our colleagues, uh, Michael Cox and Be- Rebecca Bider, and they'll be in the Bay Area with you. And New Delhi, Mumbai, you will see our uh, Associate Dean of Undergraduate Students, Matthew Prey, and he will be present at those programs. So we'll check in to you from time to time, week to week, as we have these different events. Um, but if you ever need anything related to admission, please go to viterbiadmission.usc.edu and look at the application uh, deadlines and information. And we have a lot of helpful tips there on how to get through this application process. If you're looking to visit campus, there's a visit link right there. You can come and participate in our Meet USC program. And uh, if you want to register for one of these off-campus events, that is also on our visit link. So lots of things for you to do there. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us. Any updates on your end? No, an exciting time. It sounds like... Recruiting season in full full (laughs) gear. We're going to get on planes. I'm gone. Like, I'm I'm not going to be in the office, like, um, next week. Oh my goodness. Like I'll be here next week and then I'm gone for a week and a half. I'll be back for one day, gone for four more days and then I'm back. So I really like the week of the whole month of September, barely here. Wow. Well, an exciting time for both Paul and high school seniors. (laughs) (laughs) One of those is true. Um, All right. Well, let's get out of the way and get out of here and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.